Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Thursday episode of Homemaker Chic Podcast. I am your host, Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead, joined by my beautiful best friend, Angela Reed, a Parisian farm girl who looks like she might be having a bad hair day for those of you watching. <laughs> I think, we, I think we all are. I don't know. I know. This is just garden hair. Look at this. <laughs> Forget about it. Uh, we are excited to be here with you today because we are rescuing the art of homemaking for another day together. We are saving it from the pits of doom. <laughs> Trying to yep. put some jazz up in here for the weekend. A little razzmatazz. <laughs> Um, a big welcome to all of our patrons who have shown so much love to this podcast. It's in a huge, we are in a huge debt to you patrons because you guys have kept us on the air now for over a year. So a big thank you to our patrons. If you would like to show some love to the podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. We would love to have you join us over there. We have discord conversations going on. We have free digital copies of both of our cookbooks for all of our patrons who support us. We have video forms of every episode of the podcast from season five on. So there is a lot of good stuff. No season six on what season are we in season five? We started. The- okay. Yeah. Okay, so and a half into video episodes. Okay, so all the patrons who get to watch the video episodes, you got to see my new striped shirt, which Angela hasn't even commented on, and it's an ironed blue and white blouse. So I thought she would say something. Honestly, you gave me a chance. It's <laughs> it's very cute. Thank you. It's very <laughs> cute. I'm sitting here like literally covered in dirt. Mm-hmm. I left the garden to join you. Mm-hmm. And my kneecaps are dirty. Yeah, yep. it's pretty. So I don't know if this disqualifies me from being a host of Homemaker Chic, like I shared with you last week, but I did get a pair of denim overalls and I have been wearing those out in the garden. You got some support over on Instagram. Did I? Yeah. Okay. I shared a... Mm-hmm. It's still not like the 90s homeschool mom denim jumper that I'm talking about. Like I mean, it's waist with the pleats. Yes, exactly. Big, thick straps and a white turtleneck. And a white turtleneck, of course. <laughs> no, these are actually really nice. And it turns out it's super nice to wear gardening because your bottom crack doesn't hang out of your jeans when you bend over in the wrong position. You don't get dirt in any little bitty places. You actually have me intrigued because I've been thinking about the practicality aspect. Super practical. And I just keep them dirty. I only wash them once a week. And every time I'm going to go schlep around in the garden and get dirty or go planting, I just take off whatever skirt or pants I'm wearing. I throw them on over my shirt and I like I stay clean or more clean. Mm -hmm. It's really nice. Uh, What sort of shoeing do you wear in the garden? Good question. Isn't it? It is a good question. Professional podcaster. I used to wear wellies because I was like, oh, these are so charming and cute. It's but not when it's 105 out. Not when it's 105. So you're calf. <laughs> Everywhere I go here on our, the way our property is set up, I'm walking uphill. Like it's just, there's no flat ground. You're kind of clumsy in a wellie. I mean, they're you're clumsy in a wellie. You're clumsy. Yeah. And it's like, all of a sudden my calves were just burning and I'm like this, I'm so agitated. Oh, because my shoes are so heavy. Mm-hmm. So I had an old pair of Hoka tennis shoes that I bought a couple of years ago. I've had them, I think for almost three years, they were way past their prime. 
So I just turn those into my gardening shoes. So I wear, they're super lightweight, super breathable, amazing tennis shoes, really good support, which because I'm getting older now, apparently I need. <laughs> well, I have flat feet. I have to have support. I just wear yeah. tennis shoes. Yeah. Uh, I walk. And so my tennis shoes wear out every few months and those just become the next gardening pair. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I did. I went and got a new pair of tennis shoes for like wearing. And then I have a gardening pair of tennis shoes. The wellies are great in the spring when you're slogging Mm -hmm. around in the mud, but you Mm -hmm. can't garden all summer in them. It's Mm -hmm. way too icky. It's way too icky. And and even tennis shoes are a bit tricky, but when you're gardening, I do not like wearing flip-flops. I don't even like wearing Birkenstocks. I don't like shiz getting in my shoes. No, I and like I in between my serious, like I have to have structure and form and I, nothing can inhibit my movements, which is why I wear gloves. I don't think you're a big glove wear. Like I, I have been, I'm trying to preserve again with the old age. I'm trying to preserve my skin. <laughs> I'm getting so old. Oh my gosh. No, I'm really trying. You know, um, we've talked about this, this podcast. It's funny because we make it but it also really inspires me in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And you know how we talked a while ago about how the hot mess, like it's just not really endearing. Right. So I was like, it's, Oh, it's cute. You can't find your pruners that you just bought. Cause you left them. Uh Get it together. (laughs) Lock that up. It's kind of how I'm feeling this year out in the garden. So I get a bunch of new uh, gardening tools and I've got all hung up nicely. Mm-hmm. A kneeling pad. That's mm-hmm. super foamy and fabulous. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm like this close to getting one of those old lady stools that you just can <laughs> take around and sit on. <laughs> this close. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, that is awesome. Well, after a big day of gardening, you need a good night's sleep. And Shay and I do that in our beds that are decked out in American Blossom Linens. American Blossom Linens is a sponsor of the show and has been since about day one. Established in 1899, American Blossom Linens is an all-American company that turns organic, Texas-grown cotton into old-fashioned, dye-free, chemical-free sheets and linens. Here's a great review. We read this a few weeks ago. Got to read it again called I Sheet You Not. (laughs) She says, honestly, I have searched a long time for sheets that not only have a certain feel, but are made in the USA. My search is over because of the fantastic product produced by American Blossom Linens. These sheets fit and hug the bed, which means my husband, my husband can't untuck them while he sleeps. There's an extra length and width to the top sheet. And even the pillowcases are a little longer. Friends, these sheets feel fabulous on your skin. They keep you cool in the heat of spring and summer, and they actually grow softer with every washing. Whether you choose to use the dryer on a low heat or hang them out on the line, you're going to fall in love with them more and more every week. So visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use our exclusive coupon code for the biggest discount that you can find on the internet. With this company, American, I'm sorry, Homemaker Chic 20. I'm killing it on these ads lately. <laughs> Homemaker Chic 20 at AmericanBlossomLinens.com for a 20% off discount just for our listeners. Yep. Do that. And then invest in two sets because then when you take one off to wash them, you can immediately put another set on and it will make you feel like such an adult. 
It will. And and then that's it. They are designed to last a lifetime. Yep. So upfront investment and you're done. Yep. I've been listening to these interior designers lately and they have a tagline that I have adopted to my home and it's buy it right, cry once. And they're basically saying, <laughs> just bite the bullet and do it, buy it right, but pay for quality on the front end and you'll only cry once. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, you just keep crying over every time you have to go replace it over and over. They were specifically talking about throw pillows. <laughs> and uh, I didn't realize how expensive throw pillows should be, but they're like, no, they should cost two to $400 a piece. What? Those ones in New Orleans. That's how much those ones in New Orleans were. Do you remember those? I do remember those. And I do yeah. regret not buying that. Oh, that one. You should have bought that. I should have bought it. It was they're perfect. They're truly designed to last for a lifetime. And we think of pillows as disposable items, but that's only because we go to Target and we see them. And you know what? They're also like $40 each at Target. They're so expensive and they last for, you know, four or five months, yeah. especially if you've got farm kids. And I'm like, how many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars have I spent on pillows as a homemaker? So many, hmm. so many. And I'm like, I I've kind of trying to adopt this. Like this means a lot less is coming in because of the price, mm-hmm. but then that's actually a good thing. Cause it's less to deal with less to manage less to replace. I mean, how well, okay, I'm getting on a rabbit trail now. No, but, but it's I love it. I'm talking <laughs> about this today because it's less consumerism. It's supporting it's less. people with skill. Yeah, you know, and, and those pillows, yes, art. Those pillows we saw were an art form. Yeah, and less landfill. It's all of the above. It's all of the above. And how often do we add that we have things on our to do list because it is just a consumeristic thing? Like, oh, I got to run to Target because. My mom you know. coming for the weekend and my pet pillows look like they belong in a camper. Exactly. Buried in the woods. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And most of the time we're not replacing them because we don't like the way that they look anymore. Like we're bored with the color. Most of the time I'm angry when I have to do it because I'm like, I bought these. I liked them. I would like really them like to last. Them. I always feel like I'm selling out when I buy throw pillows. Oh no, totally. Oh, I well, guess. I mean, I, so, I mean, now yeah. I know the ones on the, on veranda magazine. Now I know that that's a three or $400 pillow. It's a three or $400 like pillow, <laughs> but you know, they're just like, you get like two of those per couch and then they, and then you get what they call a hero that's pillow more than my couch. I know. <laughs> I'm not saying I have this, Which by the way, together, by the way, <laughs> uh, I know I started looking at pillows. I'm like, maybe save for the couch for a sweetheart. Like oh my we're putting lipstick on a pig here. Anyway, I I'm learning it. all kinds of stuff about quality, quality. Oh, yeah. I sent Shay a picture of my couch a few weeks ago with the slip cover off. And it's like, do I have permission <sighs> to buy a new couch? <laughs> There's literally duct tape wrapped around it, holding the f- stuffing in. Mm-hmm. It's pretty bad. Yeah. 
I know that's on my list too, but we'll get there. Okay. Today's episode of Homemaker Chic Podcast is brought also brought to you by the Elliott Homestead Cooking Community. If you are uninspired in the kitchen, if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't know what to cook, if you don't like what you're eating or you want to eat better, or you want to learn how to use different cuts of meat, or you want to learn how to cook vegetables or use sourdough, I am the girl to teach you. The cooking community is here to help you feel joy and inspiration in your kitchen. Each month, I create five new whole food-based recipes from my cottage kitchen. I troubleshoot and experiment so that you don't have to, and you just get five farm fresh recipes either delivered to your mailbox or digital, whichever you prefer, whichever one suits you better. And then I walk you through with an hour long instructional cooking video to show you how to cook those recipes, maybe some tips and tricks that you didn't know about. The whole idea is that you grow in confidence in your skills and you feel peace and knowing that these recipes are nourishing you and your family. I'm here to help you learn how to bake, to use sourdough, to roast meats, to preserve vegetables and actually like eating them and to fall in love ultimately with cooking. So I want you to visit cook.theelliothomestead.com. Choose which membership suits your family best. And I will see you guys at the live Q&A call as well that we do every month with our cooking community members. Cook.theelliothomestead.com. Super fun. It is fun. I... Hungry. Yeah, I've been testing out June's recipes right now and it's been pretty good. Pretty good. I can't tell you what it is yet, but I made it for my kids last night. And you're they're like, you're the best mom ever. I'm like, is this all it took? Like, you know, that old raising you in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Like, that doesn't make me the best mom, but I make you finger okay. foods, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're the very best. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, how about a glass of wine to go with those finger foods? Shall we cue the wine music? Yeah, let's do it. just sit here for a while let's just listen to our wine music and settle in Uh, we're actually going to be talking about procrastination today if you've been procrastinating on ordering your dry farm rosé now is the time to do that so that you can pour a glass of dry farm wines with us this is the part of the podcast where we encourage you to grab a beverage of choice whatever that may be whenever you're listening to this maybe it's a cup of tea maybe if you've been out in the garden it's an ice cold beer most of the time we're either drinking coffee or we're drinking dry farm wines these are old world wines that are estate grown all over the world brought to the light of day by a wonderful company called Dry Farm Wines who will deliver them right to your door. They do all the purity testing. They make sure they're biodynamically grown, that they're organic, that no sugar has been added, no artificial yeast has been added. These are wines that actually make you feel really, really good. No purple teeth, no itchy ears, no terrible hangovers, even after just having a glass and no wines that's going to throw off your keto or your paleo diet or your trim healthy mama. These are guilt-free wines. So we encourage you to pour a glass and have a sip with us. And right now, Dry Farms is doing a special promotion for our Homemaker Chic listeners where they are giving you, if you're new to Dry Farms, they'll give you an extra bottle with your first order. And they've packaged up some very special spring rosés for you. So if you go and visit dryfarmwines.com slash homemakerchic rosé. <laughs> 
more fat it. <laughs> dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic rosé. You can get three bottles of rosé and they'll send you four. You can order six bottles and they'll send you seven. You can do this as a one-time order or you can have them ship it to you every month. Totally up to you. And this, I got an email about this, so I'm going to mention it. Okay. If you're in a state that doesn't allow the importation of alcohol into it, I think Michigan's this way. I think maybe Arkansas is this way. There's a few of them. Go to your ABC, local ABC liquor store or call ABC liquor and say, Hey, I want to have something shipped and they'll take care of it for you. They're really, really great about it. They're, they do it a lot for people. So basically dry farms will ship it to your local ABC liquor store and you can just go and pick it up. So that's a nice little workaround for those of you who can't get it. Is that a big chain? Mm-hmm. ABC liquor. Okay. Yeah, it is. Hmm. So I've heard. I've seen them before, but not really up here where I am. Um, okay. What are you sipping okay. today? Do you got something? It's your day. It's okay. Let me grab what I've got then. It's your day. I don't okay. <laughs> what, what are you sipping, Shay? And tomorrow and this weekend over on uh, Instagram, while Shay's grabbing her wine, be sure to share with us what you're sipping and how you are enjoying your dry farm. I know a lot of you, I've heard from you, you are um, purchasing the rosé package for your mother for Mother's Day, which I think Ooh, is so sweet. Good idea. It's a great idea. Surprising her. And uh, so use the hashtag what I'm sipping and share with us mm-hmm. your wine pictures this weekend. Okay. What do you have there? Okay. So I'm still kind of on this Italian red kick. Okay. Uh, this is another bottle of a 2018 Vespolina mm. and it's Italian 12.5% alcohol from Novara, Italy. That's all I got. What's I'm trying to see what kind of grapes it is. Oh. Did you say what it was called? Vespolina. Oh, Vespolina. Okay. Vespolina. I've never seen that one. It has a little ladybug or a little beetle on the front. Um, So this is actually the, I had a bottle of this on Monday and I had a second bottle of it and I enjoyed it so much that I'm having it again today. So there you go. (laughs) Okay. Or I will be sipping it once I finish my iced coffee. I'm just kind of going from one to the other today. Here we are. So I procrastinated on updating my dry farms order. I've been meaning to change the shipment date because it's off and it's, I always run out before it ships. Mm-hmm. And then it takes, you know, a few days. Yeah. So I'm paying the price for procrastination. I probably won't have any until like next week. That's I terrible. Meals. I know. <laughs> I'm, really? so, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I feel deeply for you. All right. Um, visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic rosé. Get your rosé. Blah, 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 blah. We got to talk about procrastination. As per your request, listener. Yes. you are. Yep. We got an email saying, please help a girl out. Let's talk about procrastination. Yes. I mean, like we should, you know, the it's just like everything else on the show. Probably never going to arrive, but we can make improvements. And we all struggle with it. I think even the most organized, systematic, uh, driven, I think all types of personalities uh, struggle with this. Yeah. And uh, I for sure do. I mean, it's, yeah. 
I don't it's a like tough it. One. It makes me feel terrible. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel um, controlled by something. Mm-hmm. Like that I'm at something else's mercy. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. Kind of like you're under its thumb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw this quote. I know I've shared it on here before, but it's procrastination can be putting off what you really want for what you want right now. Or procrastination is putting off what you really want for what you want right now. Okay. And I read this quote and I had this conversation with Stuart because we had, we were sitting down with coffee. We were both on our phones doing work. You know, I was posting to Instagram or something, you know, and he was, I don't know, ordering grain, just doing little things or whatever. And we started like just mentally dumping to each other. Like, oh, we need to do, oh, we need to fix the chicken run. Oh, we need to get a latch on that door. Oh, you know. Mm-hmm. And I finally was like, we have to stop because either we're going to get up and we're going to do it. Because right now we're just sitting here killing time on our phones, drinking coffee. Right. And that's what we wanted to do right then. But then we were kind of beating ourselves up that we weren't doing the things that we actually wanted. We wanted done. Mm-hmm. You follow me? Yeah. And say the quote again, because sometimes, okay, I want, I want you to say it again. Procrastination is putting off what you really want for what you want right now. Okay. So here, here's so it's how. not necessarily, it, it can be looked at two ways. It, you know, it's not necessarily that the thing that you've been procrastinating to do is what you really want, but you can look at it also as you really want the freedom from that thing. You want to be done. Exactly. Thing. Exactly. That's how I kind of took it. Like, for example, I want, what I really want is my kitchen to stay clean. Mm -hmm. That's what I really want. Um, but what I want to do right now is be out in my garden. (laughs) You know, maybe I want some, spend some time on Facebook. Maybe I want to take a little nap in the afternoon. So I'm choosing the right now versus what I ultimately want, which is order in my kitchen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we make those kind of compromises all the time. Yeah. I think about this with children. I want obedient children. That's what I really want. But do I want to stop what I'm doing right now? Do I want obedient children? Yep. Not really. Yep. Exactly. I'm kind of listening to a podcast. So if you guys could just quarrel somewhere else, that'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. Uh, (laughs) So we're putting off ultimate for what we really do truly want with, with the easier thing, frankly, Mm -hmm. the short-term buyout. And this is destructive behavior. It's well, super destructive behavior. Yeah. I think, I think procrastination is, I hate the word self-esteem, <laughs> but it's like a self-esteem destroyer. It just makes you feel terrible. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel terrible. And it's also one of those things where the further you feel it, kind of the further you get dug down in it, like procrastination begets procrastination. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So let's talk before we talk about how we sort of fix that. Like, why do we do this? And as I was sitting kind of preparing for this and thinking, I think one of the major reasons that we procrastinate as homemakers is because we put way too much on our to-do list. Mm-hmm. 
and it's crippling. Yeah. And there's something beneficial about getting it out of your brain, putting it on a list. Okay. I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm going to get this done and this done and this done and this done. And we look at the things we need to do versus kind of the person that we want to be. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And I think that gets to it because we don't just need busy hands that are doing work in our homes. We need hearts of service for our homes. So it's not just like, Oh, see, I'm not being lazy. I got my hands are, I'm doing stuff all the time. That's see, I'm not procrastinating. See, I got, see how busy I am. Mm-hmm. That's not the same thing as having a heart that's in a posture of love and service to others. Right. And it's, it's not, um, it's not a sustainable no. I mean, busyness <laughs> where the heart that has that posture creates and bears a lot of good fruit within mm-hmm. the home. Mm-hmm. The busyness is, I mean, you take a hit or somebody gets the flu, right? You know, then you're down for the count, then you're raging because you're behind, right? It's a totally different approach or, you know, two different outcomes. I think it absolutely is. Mm-hmm. And I think as homemakers, in order to be in the right posture to avoid procrastination, Um, I think we have to, we have to keep that perfectionism in check because what happens with perfectionists most of the time, like you were saying is they crash and burn. (laughs) You can ride that high for a while. You can even make some good progress. Mm -hmm. And then what usually happens is you fall off the horse. Right. And it starts that horrible cycle of I'm inspired. I got this to guilt, to shame. I'm inspired. I got this to failing, to guilt, to shame. (laughs) I'm sure we're speaking to people who are in all walks of that cycle right now, mm-hmm. right now. Um, so, so how does, I mean, how does the homemaker then, you know, cause we talk about, we're talking about elevating this art all the time, yes. doing better at this, doing better at that. Hey, you know what? If you want to be the hostess with the mostest, then you need to scale up. If you want your laundry done, guess what? You actually have to do the laundry. So like, how do we, yeah. How do we give that message to ourselves and to our audience and keep perfectionism in check at the same time? Well, we also say always time on the podcast, know thyself, right? So take a step back. Like we always tell you to do, take a step back because I think there's ditches. Like we always talk about one ditch is perfectionism. One ditch is I got this. I'm in control of this. I got it all. It's on lockdown. Watch me go. The other ditch is laziness. Yeah. And we usually that's yeah. Go ahead. Well, I think it's just interesting to put perfectionism and lazy in the same conversation, but it, it can, they can reside together. And I can attest to that person mm-hmm. because I am a perfectionist and if I have things I'm procrastinating on, I have to call it. Mm-hmm. I am simply being lazy. Yes. That's it's just what it is. I took care of a few things yesterday and I, I just said, well, I did them. I'm like, this is like, I guess good for you that you're doing this, but mm-hmm. you we're lazy. This mm-hmm. is, for you, this was laziness. You're right. putting it off. It's not that you haven't had time. Right. It was just sheer I will choose to do something else because X, Y, Z makes me uncomfortable or it's not pleasant or it's not enjoyable. Right. And 
Yeah, exactly. I think that's the first step is knowing thyself, recognizing it. I think we can both be both. Sorry, I don't mean to speak for you, but I think we can, we can be all the things we can be a perfectionist. We can also be lazy. It's not one or the other. We go through different cycles, different times. But I think of the Proverbs 31 woman, which, you know, most people are really familiar with, but she looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. She's a busy girl. She's not sitting around waiting for somebody else to show up and do her work. Mm-hmm. She, there's no fairies coming. And I think, you know, again, speaking from my worldview as a Christian, laziness and procrastination can actually be a sin issue. And so whatever you want to call that in your worldview, that's what I call it. This is a sin issue for me. This is something I actually need to repent of. And I need to just shut up and do the work and get to and pray for a heart of service, not just busy hands, but a heart of service that loves to do that, that work and delight in it. So I think that's kind of how we set ourselves up. Um, I think when you try to remove that piece from laziness or from procrastination or from perfectionism, you kind of just end up with like a, I don't know, generic, you know, Google, here's 10 things you can do to not be a procrastinator anymore. And I just, that's not helpful. One more list is not helpful. It's not helpful if you're lazy. It's not helpful if you're a procrastinator. And it's also not helpful if you're a perfectionist (laughs) because you're not going to be able to do it. So it's, yeah, I think, yeah. And I do think it's, I, yeah, I think we can also train ourselves to, to, um, not savor the rewards. You know, there is a benefit to not procrastinating. And if procrastination begats procrastination, then we talk a lot on the show about making habit changes. And if we can find ourselves habitually choosing to not procrastinate, we will, we will enjoy that feeling. Mm -hmm. uh, There comes reward with that. There's less guilt. Mm -hmm. There's less shame. There's less just like drudgery throughout Mm -hmm. the day. Like every time you think of it. And I think we really rob ourselves of feeling good. Mm-hmm. We, it's self-sabotage. Yep. It is so self-sabotage. Yeah. yeah. I think it really, really is. And I think you have to, you have to train yourself. Um, you can train yourself and that's good news. You can train your emotions. You can train your responses. The way that you are is not the way that you have to be. Right. You have the ability to be able to do that. So recognize that. Um, and then And then once you, once you're kind of settled into that, recognize that like you're not helping yourself by procrastinating because I'm thinking about this right now. Again, we are, Angela and I are always speaking to ourselves when we're talking this podcast and it's not because we're arrogant. It's just because everything we want to share with you is stuff that we're personally experiencing stuff that we've struggled with, have issues with whatever it may be. I have a text message I need to return. It's not, it's nothing important, but it's somebody who I need to respond to. Do you know how many times I've thought thought about that? Approximately 17. Oh, I need to return that text message. Oh, I need, it's taken me 17 times more energy than it would have taken me to just return the message. I have a certain, all of us do. We have a certain amount we can spend every day, time, energy, efforts. If one little small thing 
is taking you 17 times the amount of energy that it should. I mean, right. We always talk about being the managers of our home as a manager. If something was 17 times less efficient than it should be, you would fire it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're fired instead of just a wait waiter, like walking to the table, he goes there and back 17 times. That's, that's just bad management. That's yeah. bad business. And that will wear you out. Why are you, are you writing this down? I'm, I'm super <laughs> thirsty. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm going to request a glass of water. I thought I was just blowing your mind and you're no, just no. like, oh, I, I simply must write this down. So sorry. I don't mean to be rude. <laughs> um, be subtle. Apparently not. <laughs> not so much. Um, so well, Angela waits for water. <laughs> Here's an encouragement to you. Once you kind of get in that posture and once you assess all the things going on, like we've already talked about, um, like just, let's just start now. This isn't like, I'm going to get up tomorrow and I'm just going to be amazing. Just do it now and go wash your dishes. Now return that phone call. Now Mm -hmm. call for that doctor's appointment. Now. Oh crap. The dentist appointments. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. I can still do them. What are you talking about? For three days, I've been telling myself to call the dentist. Okay. So tell me how has procrastination cost, cost you personally? Can you think of an example? Oh, well for me, what it, what it mostly does. I mean, yeah, I could probably think of some specific examples, but what it, what it does is it, you know, I have my day, I work very hard to set my days up to be enjoyable. I work very hard, but I've got flowers and I've got music and I've got candles and I make things pretty. I tried to make the environment comforting and enjoyable, but the haunting, the mental haunting of the procrastination robs me of that enjoyment. Yep. And that I feel personally, like that's my biggest, that's yeah. the way I suffer the most is like, yeah. I can't be mentally present right? in what I've worked so hard to create for my family and myself, because I'm like, ah, oh, 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 yeah. You know, like, yeah, it truly robs you of joy. And and like you said, it robs you of being present. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very distracting. Thank you so much. And just and it riddles you riddles you with guilt. Um, I think there's this lie that we believe that we kind of have to enjoy everything that we do. Yeah. Um, we, we, we have this kind of built up in our minds, like, oh, I don't, I don't have to do those things down and pay that bill. I don't, I shouldn't have to do, we just kind of get it in our minds that, um, we deserve more or we're better than that. Our time is more valuable. Yeah. It's got to be because we do the things that are important to us and we don't do the things that are not important to us. Yeah. And I was listening like to one of my thing has to be enjoyable. You actually have to be a grown up. Like we're training our kids. You have to do things you don't want to do. Yeah. Shocker. Shocker. I listened to one of my favorite podcasts one time and he was a pastor and he was talking about how he sinned horribly one time when his car broke down and he just went at it. <laughs> and he's like, then I woke up the next day and I was like, I'm sorry. Did you, did you expect this man-made machine to last for eternity? Like what was your expectation going in that you 
like you don't have, you shouldn't have to be bothered with equipment trouble. And I am so that way. Like my mixing bowl isn't on right. Or my Cuisinart, you know, food processors giving me issues or like, I can't find my spatula or just these stupid things. I'm like, Oh, 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 can you, can you believe it? It's like, I'm sorry. What did you, what did you expect of life? Yeah. Is it, I'm sorry. Is it not perfect? Right. Welcome to the world, Sally. Nice of you to join us. That's in, like, as a woman as a, and a mother, that's really embarrassing. Like if there was a camera on me, oh, having those little fits, that would not be so good. Mm-mm. I actually get the horrible pleasure of seeing that because I edit my And so I get the huffs and puffs and sighing and then, and then the smile for the camera, <laughs> like I get to edit those out yeah. and I, it's, it's helpful to see yourself like, yes, yeah. you present, you know, and you're like, and hello, I'm so glad I'm not alone with the mixing bowl that doesn't work and the missing freaking spatula. There <laughs> is it. Well, it comes from this lie that we've bought into ultimately that just is like, I know things shouldn't be hard for me. I shouldn't have to problem solve. I shouldn't have to do anything I don't really want to do. You know, everything should just kind of go smoothly and go my way. And then it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Or, or even <laughs> that, okay, I, but I'm making great strides as a homemaker. And so now everything should be fine. I am doing my laundry more. Yeah. And I am doing paying my bills on time. And so now everything like just accept it. Life is life is hard. Mm-hmm. Can't find your spatula. <laughs> Can't find your spatula. Um, I know I already probably convinced everyone that I'm a complete pessimist on Monday's episode. I'm really not, but there's this great poem that I cannot recall the name of, which really bothers me right now, but it's, it's called I think it's called uphill or something like that, but it's basically talking about your journey as a human. And it's kind of like uphill all the way. And then you die. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but it's just like, it's on that mountain. It is an uphill climb. You're climbing the mountain, Mm -hmm. like join the line. Everybody's climbing the mountain and it's uphill. And as we continue to climb and more time goes on, you know, our, we do get our packs get heavier. (laughs) because we've been climbing longer and we've had more experiences. You know, I think about that with Audrey a lot, thinking the burden of losing a child is something like her pack is heavier now and it will be heavier forever. That doesn't mean that she's crushed by it, but it is certainly. And how many people do we know that are carrying burdens like that? Mm -hmm. You know, and if, if you try and squish that, uphill walk into some sort of perfectionist to-do list of, can you cat, why is my cat? So what is happening right now? Hold on. Let me open the window for her. Come here, Evie. Kitty, kitty. Now she goes, she runs out. Oh, anyway. Um, it just doesn't set you up. It does not set you up if you don't stand in the right posture. So let's get there first. Take some time to assess your situation. That's how I would encourage you. And like you said, sure, this isn't like my favorite task, but you know what? I can get through it. Yeah. I can get through it. And I think, um, you know, if, if we're going to make a step towards starting right now to make an improvement in this sin or in this area of procrastination, um, for me, getting 
getting a handle on what it really is. Mentally, I have made calling the dentist this huge thing. Oh, well, I have to Google the phone number. I have to call her again. I I need to know my schedule. Like I've made it this, it's built up as this huge thing in my mind when in reality (laughs) is it's a two and a half minute phone call. You know, and I think we do that a lot, whether it's returning an email or like you sending a text message, making an appointment, paying the bills, going and working on a stain on a blouse, you know, for the homemaker. Yeah. Getting meat out the night before is not a big deal. It's not a hard thing at all. It's a two minute thing. And, but we build it up in our minds. Yeah. Like, and like, like you said, cause our plates are too full. Plates are way too full. So I think just realizing, um, not to make such a big deal, but getting a handle mentally on what, what the thing really is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's exactly right. So I think before we talk about that, you know, the five minute increment thing is a really big thing that I want to talk about. But before we get there, um, I want to talk about sort of optimizing our environment. Right. For kind of hinting at a while or, you know, right. We've been brushing that a bit lately. Right. Um, So I will confess that for me, a big thing that I have to do if I actually want to be productive and y'all, there are times where I just want to be in the posture of like inward. I want to put an audible book on. I want to be in my kitchen by myself. (laughs) I just want to tuck in. Um, When I do that, I'm usually not very good at getting things done. Hmm. So when something comes to my mind, like, oh, I need to return that text message. Oh, I need to call the dentist. When I've got things in my ears and I'm, you know, listening to Outlander, like I don't want to stop to call the dentist. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I tend to put them off. I tend to not, to not take care of them very well. And so these are going to be different, I think for every homemaker, but I think a great place to start is just to remove obstacles to productivity. So if that, if, you know, you're constantly stopping to like watch the television for 10 minutes here, 15 minutes here, maybe a really good First step is to take the television out of your living room or your kitchen. I know a lot of people have them on the kitchen counter and they have morning shows playing all morning. And like you said, you bottom line is you're stopping. You're stopping in in pockets. Yeah. And, and you're probably not going to stop it to do a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think this is true for phones. Oh, phones. Um, I know. I know. Um, one way that I battle a phone, because y'all, I make my living on my phone. Right. <laughs> so I know. It's We're really so... tricky. Otherwise, I could be without it and it would not bother me at all. But one way I kind of battle this is I don't take it around with me everywhere that I go. I have a spot for it in the kitchen windowsill. That's where I put it. And I allow myself to be able to go and to check in with it whenever I need to or whatever it is. But I automatically do that probably 70% less just because it's not in my pocket all the time. Yeah. It, I, I do that. It bothers my spouse. Mm-hmm. I texted you. I'm like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Pretend it's 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Send me a carrier yes. pigeon. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> because I do. I leave it on the counter and mm-hmm. um, let it go. Yeah. Just whatever those obstacles are for you. Just look, take, again, take a step back, look at your situation, say, how can I optimize this for more productivity? Um, or, or, you know, one thing I always procrastinate on is going to the grocery store. I'm like the worst grocery shopper 
in the history of all homemakers. I hate it. It feels like acid on my skin when I'm at the grocery store. I loathe it. Okay. Okay. I also cook recipes for a living. (laughs) So this is a very difficult position to be in. Um, Praise God and God bless America. We live in 21st century America and there are now companies that I can pay. Did I just kick my camera? You did. You're gone. I can't see you. Um, There are companies that I can pay to get me my groceries and deliver them to me. I, and so me so jealous. No, I did this stuff. I know. I I'm sorry. I can't believe you can do that. That's there so we go. Cool. It's so cool. And so sometimes I get up in the morning. I'm like, okay, I need to get this recipe taken care of today. I go, I place my order and it's at my house in like two hours. It is a miracle. Now there would have been a time where I couldn't pay the $8 or whatever it is for them to come and deliver. There was certainly a period of my life where that was the case, but Oh, why is this doing this? Stop doing that. I don't Stuart's not here. To help me. Stuart, help me. <laughs> um, but it is really beneficial to think about like, what options do I have here? What can I take off my plate? Me having food that helps me to be productive. Oh, yeah. oh I don't know what's going on. Sorry, patrons. You're gonna have to see the last 10 minutes without me. There's nothing I can do. Just talk. <laughs> Um, okay. So awkwardly by myself, (laughs) I'll I'll click it onto my FaceTime camera, which I'm sure will look really terrible. Oh, that's just great. There we go. How lovely. (laughs) Um, okay. So after that is done, what about like, what triggers do you have that you got to get rid of that hinder you from being productive? Can you think of any? Um, well, I have a big family, so it can get a little chaotic. Yeah. And I'm, if it's, you know, if it's an, an administrative type task, I talk about know thyself. I have to do that in the morning. Mm-hmm. I, I can't, it's because here I am. It's the end of the day and I haven't called the dentist, but, but you know. Um, yeah. So when it gets kind of loud and there's the hubbub and there's kids and doors slamming and, you know, can I yeah. on the sheep? And I, where's my Play-Doh? And all like that. I get like, yeah. everything's yeah. coming at me and that. That triggers me and I get a little overwhelmed because I get overstimulated with all the activity. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is is something I just realized like that happens. I it sounds so silly. I just finally put it together a few months ago that the stress that I feel when the house is really going, you know, and there's everybody around and the kids are screwing around. And I love it. As a mother, I love it. Um, you know, I have teenagers and they're hitting each other and and it's loud and stuff, but it's overstimulating to me. Like I get to the point after a bit where I'm like, okay, I have to go now Mm -hmm. to go in the other room. I just Mm -hmm. need to be quiet for a minute. I feel like everything's Mm -hmm. coming at me. Um, That makes me pretty, that kind of incapacitates me. Mm -hmm. And I'm maybe I'm, I feel a little shame even in saying that it's weird. I had to just come to grips with Mm -hmm. your family actually overstimulates you. You're a little (laughs) waked out. Yeah. But you, but I hear, but other moms might say, I feel overwhelmed. You know, other people I think articulate it different. And I finally just drew the conclusion a few months ago, like this kind of arrested state you get in where you feel like you can't do anything. It's because you're kind of like just mentally triggered out. Yeah. A lot coming at you. Yeah. 
well, I know I'm beating the same drum over and over, but this is why I started getting up early because I, I cannot work when my family is awake and loud and needy and they have a right to be here and be loud and needy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but it became a trigger. And so one way I think that we can sort of build that momentum of killing procrastination is making sure we have pockets, whatever those may be for you, um, to pockets to take care of what we need to take care of. So if that means getting up and, and putting a load of laundry in for you or running your dishwasher or unloading your dishwasher or putting in an oatmeal bake or ironing your clothes for work or whatever it is, you're already accomplishing something. So you're already kind of getting the momentum in the right direction. And it can be a very small thing. My mom once encouraged me, she's like, anything you can do in five minutes or less, just stop and do it. So let's say I'm in the kitchen washing dishes. Oh crap. I need to call the dentist. Well, that's going to take me two and a half minutes. So I'm actually going to stop. I'm going to call the dentist. I'm going to take care of it. And then I'll go back to doing dishes, which is going to take me 45 minutes. Um, anything. There's so many things like that. Think about all the things you could do in five minutes. Yeah. You could start a load of laundry. You could load or unload your dishwasher. You could take a basket and just gather up all the little crap around the house. Like I don't, I did that this morning. I I, I held it out for the kids in a basket. I was like, I want you to see you're just littering. You're littering in my house. (laughs) They just leave a trail. Like I'll never lose you because I know where you are. Exactly. Um, make an appointment. You know, we really like to put those off. Um, here's where procrastination cost me one time. I put a bag of trash. Well, this was like two days ago, <laughs> not one time. I put a bag of trash outside my kitchen door. God forbid I just take five minutes to walk it up to the trash can. Uh-oh. Left it outside the kitchen door. The chickens came by, pecked it to death. And then I spent 20 minutes picking up garbage that the chickens had torn apart, <laughs> you know, and You're hard. Oh my gosh. I hate like uh, yesterday I had my day in the kitchen, mm-hmm. like a nine or 10 day hour day in the kitchen. It was fabulous, but I took care of things that I've been putting off. I cleaned out my cooler yep. down to the basement. I got all my cheeses that I have been procrastinating on. And I spent 45 minutes scraping mold off the bottom of the cheeses and cleaning them off. Had I just done it for three minutes every week, it would have been a lot easier. It would have been a lot easier. And that's what we have to let sink in. I did that this morning. I make my bed every day, but Stu got up a little extra early. Normally I get up, I get dressed, I do my makeup, and then we kind of go upstairs together to have our first cup of coffee. Well, he was feeling his oats this morning. So he got up and made coffee right away. So I was downstairs getting ready by myself. And I was like, man, I just want to, I just want to go up and have my coffee. I don't want to make my bed and I don't want to put away my pajamas and my slippers and, you know, set my room right for the day. That is no good. Cause you come back in there at 1030 and you're yeah. like, dang it. Yeah. Yep. So I slapped myself. And then I was like, no, because this will take you two minutes now. It will defeat your positive energy when you walk into it at 1030 and you see an unmade bed. It will. And so take the two minutes to make your bed and to start the laundry and to put your pajamas away. We have to keep telling ourselves that that the small pieces 
are way easier to swallow than the big pieces. Mm -hmm. Like, like how, how often do you get to have a kitchen day? Like you had, like I have 10 hours today where I can just devote it to making bread and making broth and making yogurt and cleaning my cheeses. And like, I feel like I haven't had one like that since fall. (laughs) Well, yeah, because it's a whole day. Yeah. It's a whole day. Holiday entertaining. I feel like. Yeah. Whereas like, if you just would have taken an extra 30 minutes in the kitchen twice a week to do X, Y, Z. Oh yeah. Probably would have been okay. Mm -hmm. But I will say it's way easier to not do the small pieces, which is why we end up having to do the big pieces. Yeah. No, it takes self-discipline. It does take a little bit of time. It takes a little bit of coordination and organization, get a kid occupied. You know, it's sometimes you got to move. I'm not saying it's, it's, Hey, guess what? It's not easy. Hey, guess what? It's not easy. That's why you've been procrastinating. Yeah. 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 Um, I really fought for the season theme of season six of this podcast to be embrace the suck. I was vetoed out of that theme, but I'm going to bring it back for this. You got to embrace the suck. It's like you just said, we avoid doing what we don't want to do. That's why we're here. That's why we procrastinate. And that's why we, we end up paying the cost for that procrastination. Um, there was a really tangible example of this last summer. I know when I'm gardening and I'm out there working my tail off, mm-hmm. I really do try to prioritize getting a chiropractor adjustment and getting a massage every week, or I'm sorry, every month. And I know that sounds posh. And I'm sure when I was really poor, I would have been like, shut up, Shay. (laughs) So if you're there, I'm sorry, but, (laughs) but I'm not there right now. (laughs) And I know from past experience that if I do an adjustment and a massage every month, I can withstand the work. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, last year I was like, you know what? I don't have time for it. I can't be bothered with this. And so I didn't. And I threw my back out in the garden and I was laid up for three days on the couch. And I was like, you idiot, you know this. And here you're now paying the price way, way, way overpriced for something I could have taken care of very easily. And so you, you got to talk to yourself talk to yourself and say, self, you got to embrace the suck, embrace the sting, bite the small bite off so that you don't have to eat the elephant in one go. Mm -hmm. Okay. 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 And then my last bit that I would say is that, you know, you talked about optimizing your environment. We talked about removing a lot of things, removing phones, triggers, obstacles that stand in our way. But there are also things we can do to set the environment right. So it's not just taking things out of the environment. It's putting the right things in. What are those things for you? Um, I, I like almost always have music playing. If I'm not listening to a podcast in my earbuds, uh, then I have music playing. Mm-hmm. Um, because that just keeps me in a f- that it just helps me stay in a certain frame of mind. Like I said, I've, I am trying to create something really beautiful and that is what frustrates me then with procrastination is because I'm so hard on myself, but I do like to keep music playing. Um, so little things like in the spring, I 
all the windows are always open. Mm-hmm. I don't keep a lot of heavy like draperies, closing windows. I've never been like a mini blinds. Oh, privacy. Even when I was in town, I didn't care because <laughs> I need the daylight. I need the air mm-hmm. blowing. Um, yeah, those, I think those right mm-hmm. now, you know, being in the spring, those two things are pretty important. Yeah. Yep. I would say those are mine too. Um, sometimes I try to set a timer so that I don't get distracted. Okay. We've got 30 minutes. Here's some really good music for 30 minutes. Like it's ironing time or it's cleaning kids' bedroom time or whatever it is. That reminds me. I, so I did place the order for post-it notes. They are on their way. Oh, nice. Okay. We talked about that yes. last week. Yes. Why don't you share that for people who, who maybe didn't hear that in that episode? Okay. So I, is it a friend of yours? She has a friend who um, puts her to-do list on post-it notes and she sounds like she's kind of like me where that's very offensive to her. Visually. Super offensive. Yeah. And so she's, she's got them all stacked up. Then her desire is to get rid of them, but she can only remove them as she does them. So I'm going to put them along the edge of my computer here. Mm-hmm. A really big computer on my desk that I try to keep pretty and tidy and all those little papers are going to make me crazy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to do. Um, and it's very satisfying to take one off and scrunch it up and throw it. Very. <laughs> and our friend Jennifer, she uses, and I really like this because it's not phone related. She uses an egg timer. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to get an egg timer. Because mm-hmm. then you're not going to your phone again to set yeah. a timer, which I know. Oh, look, I have a new email. Oh, look, I better check exactly. that. <laughs> <laughs> so she just uses a straight up like egg timer. Yep. Timers are great. For kids too. Yes. We have a sand timer. It's a 15 minute sand timer. I have a so it's like bunch, like five minute, one minute, 10 minute, whatever. Yeah. And my kids broke all of them. So there's. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you guys leave with any tidbits from today, like always, my hope is that you do leave with the hope that like you, I don't want to say you can like get better, but you know, it can be better. Mm-hmm. It can be better as we grow in wisdom and as we grow in discipline and as we grow in maturity. Mm-hmm. Um, these are these are all good things. And we want to be, you know, at the end of the day, too, like we want to be people of our word. We want to be accountable for our actions. We want people to feel like they can count on us. I mean, how do you feel when you send an important message or email to somebody and they don't respond to you for eight days? Like it doesn't feel good to be on the other end of that. Right. Right. And, um, yeah, you know, for sending where you're like, I know they've seen the text. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We want to, we want to speak clearly and we want to be people of our word. And, and these are, and so keep a bigger picture, know that you can train yourself to, to, to that bigger picture that you aspire to, but it's just, it really is the small habits of, of what we do that ultimately build into the bigger picture of things, which we kind of talked about on Monday, right? Like, right. yeah. Um, yeah. speaking of, thank you guys for all your kind emails. We got great emails from people on, from all different walks of life, every yeah. spectrum everything in between. And a lot of, I mean, all found value in the conversation, which is what, um, what we certainly hoped. what we hoped for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's very good. Um, well, speaking of procrastination, ladies, we got stuff to do. So we got weeds, 
<laughs> on uh, Instagram. Yes. Uh, of course, like I mentioned, use the hashtag what I'm sipping. Show us yep. your dry farm. Yep. Um, but also show us what you're wearing. Ultra feminine. Yes. Ultra feminine, Ultra feminine Friday. And we will uh, post your picture on our stories feed at Homemaker Chic Podcast. Do this. Do this. Okay. Have a great non-procrastinating, joy-filled weekend, and we will see you guys back here on Monday. Cheers. Cheers.